am Dr. Evelyn Samuel. I have been asked to do this by Equimarketing, who is the leader uh, in digital marketing for dentists. So I am super excited to have this platform. I'm happy to have you on this session. It's going to be jam-packed with information. Uh, so super, super excited that you all are joining us. I am Dr. Evelyn Samuel. I am a practicing dentist dental practice efficiency coach, uh, and also uh, the creator of the Efficiency Institute. And the Efficiency Institute is a, a, an institute that I created to help dentists and other small business owners to uh, create their businesses, run them more efficiently, have more productivity and more profitability, and just a better quality of life. There is a smart way to do these things. And so that's why I created the Efficiency Institute. So tonight, we're going to be working on vision. One of my favorite things. And um, once again, if you're just joining on, we are uh, doing this water cooler series so that we can have a platform where we're able to learn and grow our practices in our small businesses. This particular episode is sponsored by Equa Marketing. I'm so happy to have this uh, platform to be able to speak to you. So I am excited about this, my particular water cooler, and it's called the efficient practice. And there is a double entendre there. What that means is the efficient practice, like if you're in a medical practice or a dental practice, but also if you are using efficient practices to run your business better and to run your life better, to have a better quality of life. So that's, that's kind of what the title of this the, uh, water cooler came from. And what I wanted to do is help you to reignite your passion for dentistry. I want you all to become the leaders that you're meant to be so that you can lead your team. And also, I want you to be able to create an environment where your patients or customers or guests come in and they see you and they receive quality services and they pay you for those quality services. So that's why I created this. That's what I'm passionate about. I love dentistry. I've loved it since I've wanted to be a dentist since I was a little bitty kid, but I also have a passion for helping dentists to realize their purpose and to have better practices. So basically, um, like I said, this was created to help you reignite your passion for dentistry. It was created to make you a leader for your team and to help you to get patients come in and pay for your services uh, for the quality dentistry. Today we're talking about vision. And I wanted to talk about vision first because everything that we do, everything that we're going to be, um, everything that we want for our practices, for our lives, starts with a vision. I'm, I'm going to use a lot of quotes because I love quotes. Um, uh, one of my favorite is, if you don't know where you're going, any road will lead you there. So you, you have to have a vision. And that's why I wanted to start the very first water cooler with vision. Have you ever felt like life was just happening to you? Have you ever felt like um, you were maybe out of control or, you know, you want things to happen or, but you don't really quite know how to get to that result that you know that you want? Or have you ever felt that, you know, there has to be something greater? I know that I have a deeper calling or purpose for my life, 
but you just kind of didn't know how to get there. Have you ever felt that way? If you are a person who uh, wants a better practice, you want your team on board, um, you, you want to create a better, bigger life for yourself, then this water cooler is for you. You're going to discover your vision as the key to developing your ideal life. You're going to discover uh, your mindset and how your mindset controls what you can manifest through your, your vision. Uh, the process of manifestation through your vision. And, um, and that's kind of some of the things that I want us to concentrate on and how we're going to get there through creating our vision. So I'll tell you a little bit about my background. Um, uh, many of you who follow me or know me uh, may know that I've wanted to be a dentist since I was five years old. My entire life, I said I was going to be a dentist. And, and that probably was a vision as well. I didn't, didn't quite know that when I was young. And so I planned my entire life to do so. You know, I went through dental school and, um, you know, did all of the prerequisites um, along the way when I was in school. And then I graduated from college. I got into like five dental schools, which is unheard of, but I did. And I ended up going to the University of Alabama School of Dentistry in Alabama, which is where I was from. And I, I kind of said I'd never stay in Alabama, but I ended up doing that because the school had a very good reputation. And, you know, you can't beat the, the interstate or in-state tuition. And when I was in dental school, it was just, I, I didn't really like it. And I was surprised by that. But I said, you know, this is par for the course. It's not supposed to be easy because if it was easy, everybody could do it. And so I thought it's going to get better when I get in private practice. And then I went into, I did a residency. And when I did the residency, I got in a lot of debt. And so I had this enormous amount of debt that was looming over me. And I thought, wow, I went to school all these years and I didn't know it was going to be like this. But surely after I do my residency and I get in practice, it's going to be so much better. Uh, this is just par for the course and what I have to go through. So then I get out of the residency and I'm in the Washington, D.C. area because that's where I did my residency. And things got a little bit tougher. And I said, oh, my goodness, I wasn't expecting this. So I was working in a lot of different practices. I worked in a um, cosmetic office Tuesdays and Thursdays, an HMO practice Mondays and Wednesdays, with a prostodontist on Thursdays and Fridays. And I did retail on the weekends and at night. So it's safe to say that I'm, I'm not afraid of, of hard work, but this was insane. So I was starting to regret my life dream. So I was thinking, you know, I, I did all of this. I want to help people, but surely I should be able to at least have a, a good quality of life. And so it got tougher and I had this debt looming over me. And I said, you know, something has to give. And then I had an opportunity to go back to Alabama and I worked for a group practice and I was the only full-time dentist and there were five owners. And so I got to run their practice as if it were mine. So during this time, I was kind of the liaison between their uh, team members uh, and the doctors. And um, it was good to have people I could go to for advice. Um, but I learned pretty early, while it was good to be in that environment, that I wasn't really growing much and I didn't have much input on the direction that the practice was going to go in. 
And so I decided to open my practice and I planned every single detail of that practice for two years before I opened the, the doors. And this is where that vision comes in. Like I said, I didn't really know that it was vision or I had a vision statement or anything at that time, but I wrote down every single thing that I wanted for this practice. I wrote down how I wanted it to look. I wrote down how I wanted it to feel. I wrote down how I wanted to, to smell. I wrote down, you know, how patients were going to be treated as guests. And, and, and the list goes on and on. And all those things came to fruition. And I probably, not probably, I still have the sheet where I wrote all of these things. I'm going to see this, this many patients. I'm going to do these type of procedures. Um, I'm going to, you know, make it a cosmetic place. And it's going to have aromatherapy. And it's going to overlook the city. And so those things came to fruition. But it was because of vision. And so what exactly is vision and why is it so important? And so as I say that, I'd like to, to read this quote by Stephen Covey. And it gives us a very concise uh, definition of vision. And it says simply, the best manifestation of creative imagination and the primary motivation of human action is the ability to see beyond our present reality to create to invent what does not exist, to become what we not yet are. It gives us the capacity to live out our imagination instead of memory. So that kind of sums it all up. That kind of sums it all up into, into what vision is. So if you have like a notepad and some paper, take out a paper, and just kind of decide what you want your life to look like. If you could wave a magic wand and have the life that you want or the practice that you want, assuming that you are a dentist, because I know there are some people who are not in the dental field that may be signed on tonight. But no matter what your role is in the, the practice or your business, or if you want to start a business, if you could just write down what it is or if you could wave a magic wand and have your ideal life, what would that look like? So in a year from now, what does that look like? What is it that you really want? And I think a lot of times when we're talking about what we want, we tend to sometimes pull back because we might have these grandiose visions of what we want to do. And we might express that to friends or loved ones and other people. And I don't know if it's ever happened to you, but it's happened to me where people start to point out, point out all the reasons why it won't work. Or, well, that might be kind of hard. Or, you know, well, if you do that, then this might happen. And so that sometimes helps us or makes us restrict what our true vision is because we hear the critics. And these critics are not people that are trying to harm us or hurt us. Oftentimes they are our friends and loved ones. Oftentimes they're parents that do it to kids. But in essence, they're trying to protect you. And so I'm here tonight on this water cooler to tell you to have a vision that's so big that when you achieve it, because you will, it will surprise even you. 
So we're, we're going to discover tonight vision as the key to developing your ideal life. How your mindset determines if your vision will be realized. And the process of this manifestation through your vision. So when you're developing your ideal life, one of the keys of doing your vision is to write every single thing down. Make it as grandiose and big and crazy as you possibly can so that you can get to where you're going. If you don't write it down, it's just a dream. If you write it down, it becomes your vision or your vision statement. Set your vision without limitation. No limits. There, there are no limits. And at this time, like I said, if you're listening in and you're thinking about what you want your practice to be or you want your team on board or you want to become a leader, you have to first, as the doctor, as the leader, as the person who owns the business, as the person who wants to own a business that, that hasn't come to fruition yet, you have to set this vision. It is your vision. Now, once you get other people, they can join your vision and they can, uh, you can attract people who see your vision, but you have to have a clear vision of what it is that you want. And I'll go back to this first practice that I was saying. I had this vision of, of what I wanted it to be and how I wanted it to smell. And, and I had a lot of naysayers. And some of those people were advisors, like, um, you know, my sales reps or my equipment reps. Uh, when we were looking for spaces and, and I was talking about all these things that I wanted to do and I, I wanted to practice downtown. And a lot said, well, well, Doc, you should have your practice in the suburbs because nobody's going to come to you downtown. And so you hear these things, but you definitely don't want to internalize it because it just means that those people can't see your vision and it wasn't given to them. So you can't expect them to understand it or oftentimes see it if the vision was not given to them. So you think about it, if people, the greats who made the airplane or people that do things like, you know, the iPhone, jobs, if he had listened to the naysayers, we wouldn't have the things we have today. So a lot of these things are, are vision or imagination or dreams. It's given to you. And so that's one of the things that I, you know, I, I really want us to focus on and, and, and just kind of tune out, tune out the naysayers. Um, I'll tell you another story about, about starting that, that first initial practice. Um, I used to go to the Small Business Association. And I would meet with a small business counselor because I was trying to put all these things together. And I used to go and I would rattle off all these things I wanted to do. And I was going to start off the practice and I was only going to have two rooms set up initially. Um, and then I was going to have it overlooking the city. And I wanted it to be very spa-like. And I just had all these ideas but because it wasn't done yet. I remember the, the small business counselor, I remember his name, I won't name him, but I remember him saying, well, well, just because you have a new idea doesn't mean it's a good idea. So I went home that day and I literally wrote down in my, my diary, because I journal a lot, and I said, this person obviously doesn't know who I am. He doesn't know or realize that everything that I set out to do, I do. Every goal that I set, I achieved. And so I never went back 
to the Small Business Association after that day because I would leave and I would feel like I can't. And I knew that this wasn't the spirit of developing what was my dream, what was my vision. And so after that day, I began to not hire or fire anyone that could not see that vision and that dream um, because it was that important and it's, it's that serious. So do you have a dream? Do you have a vision? Um, do you want a new practice? Do you want a new business? Do you want to change your career? Have you ever really thought about what it is that you really want as an individual and as a professional? Now, another point, mindset. Mindset is everything. Um, one of the things that I like to do, and I've always done with my team members, um, is to start every morning in your morning huddle, if that's something that you do, with a positive quote. And one of the reasons that we would do this is because we were getting our minds right. If any of you are, 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 are in dentistry, which a lot of you, I think you are, are, you know that a lot of things come with dentistry. There are a lot of stressors that we deal with. Uh, many patients come in and the first thing they leave with is, no offense, but I really don't. I don't like the dentist or no offense, but I really don't like you, doc. Well, not you personally, but I, I really hate the dentist. And so we get a lot of that. So one of the things that we would do to prepare ourselves for the day that was to come was to start the day off with a positive note. And you can use these, these tips too um, to implement immediately in your, your practice. So you start with a positive note, you get your mind right and ready so that you can handle that day. And so the same thing it is, too, in creating your ideal situation and creating your ideal life or work-life balance and creating your ideal practice and your environment for your team is getting your mind right. So you're going to set your vision and you're going to um, focus on your mindset because it's key. If your mind is not right, your vision won't be right. And you won't be able to manifest that it, whatever it is that you truly want. So is there anyone who is currently working on mindset? I see a hand. Let's see. Okay. Can you hear me now? I can okay. hear you. I can hear you. Okay. Okay. Let me just say this. I, I already have a practice, but however, um, I had a major setback um, in my personal life. Um, so in that created, you know, financial issues. So I see this as a way, the setback as a way for me to come back and to actually have the idea practice that I want. Because when I initially opened my practice eight years ago, I didn't do the proper research as far as what geographical analysis where I was anxious. I didn't do any type of planning. So it was kind of a, like a trial and error process learning. So I've learned a lot from um, these eight years that I have been in practice. So now that, now I see that because of what my personal challenges that I've had um, the past three years, this is an opportunity to, for me to start over and to actually have the ideal practice that I 
I guess you could say dreamed of because I didn't have, like you said, if you don't have it written down, what it is that you want. I did not have every detail written down what I wanted. I had it in my mind, but I did not transfer that to paper. And so because of that, things kind of just, I mean, it was fair. It was, it, it was successful, but it probably could have been more, more successful if I had, you know, done some of these things that you have been speaking about um, um, during this, this session here. So I'm seeing this as an opportunity for me to, you know, follow um, these suggestions or these pearls that you are putting out and for me to attain the ideal practice that I would like to have one being at stress feet free, not working six days a week, four days a week so that I can have a life, but also being a, 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 a leader and having um, unity and cohesion with my staff members. I find that I found that within my eight years of practice that I have had difficulty creating that. And I know that everything starts with the leader. I set the tone for the practice and I, and I realized that I have to change my mindset. And that's my biggest challenge because of um, the last, the past three years, the personal um, challenges that I've had in my life, but I'm, you know, I'm overcoming and I'm changing my mindset gradually, but it's a process and it's always, it's something that I have to really focus and concentrate on daily. So, yeah. And you're, you're Williams, correct? Yes, okay. okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for that. Um, mm -hmm. I, I was taking notes as you were as you were talking, mm -hmm. and, and I'm so glad that you shared that. And, and if there are other people who want to chime in and just talk, we, we definitely want it to be a group, uh, a group learning experience. So we can all kind of give, you know, feedback and pointers to each other. Um, you said a lot of things there, and um, I'm going to send you a private note of something to listen to. Okay. I think it, it's very, it's going to be, it's very good and inspirational. Um, I just heard it the other day and it says, kiss it goodbye was the title. Okay. And it, it, it was um, actually, it was actually Joel Osteen and he was speaking about how I love I'll, I'll send you the link. It, it is so um, timely for what you just said. Okay. Um, and, and while it may seem like a setback, mm -hmm. this may be setting you up for, really something that's bigger and better than what it was before. Mm -hmm. So it, it's important to realize that, you know, we all go through things in life. Right. And, and so many times, you know, it's not easy and, and we can't quite understand it when we're in it. Um, and we're not alone. So that's the thing. Dentistry is very isolating. You know, um, we're in these private practices. We're by ourselves. And oftentimes we feel like we're the only person who is dealing with what we're dealing with. We don't really quite want to talk to the team about what's going on because we're the leader, right? We have to be the leader. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you can't really talk to that about the patients, uh, to, to patients and they come in. And like I said, a lot of times they're, they're telling you how much they hate to be there because exactly. it's a common fear to see us. You know, they, they, nobody 
well, some people like to come to us, but you know, they come in and so you're dealing with this all by yourself. And you don't, oftentimes, and I say you, I mean we, we don't know who to turn to. You're right. Now it's time to set your, it's your vision. It is your vision. And if you have all that laid out up front, like what your vision is and how you want it to be and how, what patients you want to see and what days you want to see patients, because you can do it in a smarter way. You don't have to work six days a week like I was doing when I first started. You can do it in a smarter way, you know, and, and uh, there are some people on here that worked with me and, and could see how we were able to transition from working all the time and not really being productive to working smarter, producing more, and being more effective, how the team was happier, and it was just a better environment to go in so that you could enjoy dentistry better. So I, I think I'm, I'm very excited for you. I mean, I, I know that you said you went through some things, um, but I think that this is a good time for you and that you will be able to just, just set your vision. And here are a couple of keys. If you're on here, I want to make sure that I forgot to tell you in the beginning, but you're going to be rewarded if you stay to the end. So I do have a free bonus for you if you stay to the end. So that's my little way to keep you on here. But um, there's some keys to, to um, there's some keys to, to setting your vision. And so we say, we're like, oh, you got to set a vision, but I, it's really important. It is the basis and foundation for everything. So number one, you want to do a vision board. Have you ever have you ever done a vision board, Williams? While I have you still, no, I no. I okay, we're gonna not. do a vision board party for one of our water cooler series. So um, a vision board, and and so basically for your vision board, and I I have one on the side of me. You all can't see it, but I keep a vision board both at home and at the practice. And so you're going to put everything that you want. And I, I, I challenge you to do this, and I can see you. Uh, you're one of the few people that have the, your, your camera enabled, so I can see you. So I challenge you to, to do a vision board. Uh, and on this vision board, you put everything that you want. And it doesn't matter how crazy it is. You just go through the magazine or magazines or print things out online, and you're going to print these things out, and you're going to put it up, and you're going to be able to see it daily. So you'll have your vision board, and it is crazy how these things come to fruition when you can see it. Your vision board and writing everything down, a vision statement, is something else that's good to do. And, and I like to get so specific with the vision statement that I say, okay, and, and I did this. I literally said, these are the type of patients I want to see. And I like to do certain procedures. So... Um, I'm going to block book my schedule and I'm going to see only big procedures in the morning because in the morning, me and my team were fresh. So in the morning, we're ready. We're, we're, you know, we're fresh. We're just getting started. In the afternoons, we're sometimes tired because we've been through the day and it will prevent the book from being so chaotic if you, you know, let's say block book. That's part of your vision. You know, I'm going to only hire people who can see my vision? Or I'm going to hire people that are positive and, you know, like-minded. That's part of your vision. I only want to see patients on Mondays and Wednesdays from 8 to 4, and then Tuesdays and Thursdays, 8 to 1. It's just you're creating your ideal practice in your ideal life. 
you know, I want to take two to three weeks of vacation every year or more. So I say, or more, because um, that's something too. And if we, uh, we get people to raise your hands, if you want to chime in on this, uh, just things like that, just setting, setting, setting your vision, setting your ideal, ideal life and sticking to it and not apologizing to anyone for how you want your practice to run. You will attract the right team members. You will attract people who are on board. You will attract people that are like-minded. And you can have an environment that's a great environment and a calm environment and productive, all while being efficient and profitable. Any other questions? Yes, I do see a hand. Let, let me, um, okay. I'm still here. Yes. Uh, my question is, what criteria do you utilize as far as um, the interview process and in trying to ensure that you um, hire, I guess you could say, well, like-minded or attract right-minded employees that see your vision? Should, should one hire people who are interested in possibly becoming entrepreneurs at some point? Because people who are you know, have that who are entrepreneurs, they can see your, I guess, they, they know what vision is, and they have a vision, because at some point, they want to be business owners, not maybe not necessarily in the career field of dentistry, but in some other form or some other discipline. So are, is there criteria that you utilize? Because that seems to, I noticed uh, over the past eight years, there's, that seems to be an issue for me. I mean, when people interview, they seem to know how to say the right things to get the position. And then once they are hired, it's not what was presented during the interview process. So. Okay. So, so you said a lot there again. <laughs> <laughs> there is a whole process to the interviewing process. I mean, not to be redundant, but there is a process to the process. Um, and that can be a water cooler in itself. And if that's something that you all want to do, um, surely um, we can have that as one of the series as well. Because I really wanted to, to be beneficial to those that are listening. Um, I, I'll, I'll answer tidbits of that, but not to get too far into that, because it, it is a whole water cooler in itself. Okay. So yes, um, uh, there is a process. And um, the things that you're doing when you're interviewing is you, you want to, um, first you have to tailor your, your, um, your announcement the correct way to, to get the people that you want to apply. So you're tailoring your ad, number one. Uh, number two, and this is in, in short, you are giving specific instructions. And there, there are some people that have worked with and for me on here, so they can probably testify to some of these things um, that we did with the, uh, that I did and that we did with the interview process. You wanna give specific instructions on when you're uh, getting people to apply for said positions. Uh, for example, if you say, please include a cover letter, uh, please um, email your, uh, your inquiries only, um, and please submit a cover letter. So right there, you're already setting a precedent to where you're seeing if they're following what your guidelines are for the position. So all of these are steps in terms of getting 
the right person because if they don't send you the cover letter, you already see something that's missing there. So you're right. A lot of people can get in and in said free gift item that you're going to get if you stay to the end, I actually address some of the things that you're saying with the interview process. Because yes, people know how to uh, uh, answer questions correctly or they know how to give you the answer that you're looking for. Um, I used to do personality assessments as well. So there, there are just a lot of things in place that you can do to ensure that you're getting the person that shows up for the interview. So that's kind of like the, the nuts and bolts to the interview process. Uh, like I said, without giving it away, your said gift will go over this too, uh, if you stay to the end. Um, but um, the question you asked, and, and I, I tell a lot of stories, but I have a story about this, about the entre entrepreneurial employee. Uh, as I was saying uh, before, I used to do a lot with my team members. Uh, and um, jokingly, before the segment came on, one of my former employees and now good friends was on, and I said, I, I talk about you all the time, and, and a lot of people feel like they can't live up to you. So she's on here, and she, she can chime in at any time if she, she likes. Um, but, I, but I did a lot of things with, with, uh, with my employees. They were my team members. So I treated them as team members and as partners in my practice. They weren't just my employees. I never, ever referred to them as staff because they were my team. Staff is an infection, right? They were my team members. And so I treated them as such. And, and as such, there was a loyalty back and forth with us. I've moved away from my first practice. I've been gone for, uh, since 2012, this is 2019, so almost seven years, and I am still in touch with my previous employees. I've you know, worked in different states and I am still in touch with employees from other places. Hi, I, I hear someone that wants to say something to chime in. That's Mia. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey. We hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to see how to wave, and it wouldn't do the way. I don't know. Okay. But, um, yeah, I do have a question, though. <laughs> um, if you already have a team, how do you get them to see your vision and to implement it? Okay, so we have a, okay, we have a, if we have a team, okay. How do we get them to see the vision and implement it? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I am going to uh, uh, add a little bit more to Williams's questions, and then I'm going to, that's an excellent question, by the way, how do you get the team to see the vision, uh, and how to implement it, so I'm going to answer that, that one, um, uh, that one next, the entrepreneurial, the thing that you asked about having an entrepreneurial, there is sometimes a fear with dentists and practice owners that the, the team is going to leave them. And, and like I said, I did a lot with my team. We traveled all over the country for training because I felt like if I was getting all this great training, then they should get it too. It does no good for me to go and get all this training and come back. And the team is not really, you know, they're not on board, not because they don't want to be, because they don't understand what I picked up at that course. And so I remember having a dear friend who's an orthodontist that said, you know, and I, I was always doing, we were always doing these positive quotes and the team members take turns doing the quotes. And she said, well, Evelyn, at, at one time, my front office wanted to, she wanted to go back to school to do something. At the same time, my hygienist was going back to school to do something. And she said, Evelyn, that's crazy. Why are you, why are you doing all these things? Everybody's going to want to leave you. So that's kind of like what you said, if they're entrepreneurial. 
But we worked together so that we all were entrepreneurial, so that they understood, and this kind of goes into the next question, they understood the vision and they were like partners of the practice. So my response to her was, I think it would be quite hypocritical if every day I'm saying positive quotes and I'm saying you can do whatever you want to do, you can be whatever you want to be. And that was kind of our, our mantra and to not want them to be better, whether it was with me or whether it was them doing something else that they wanted to do. And the thing is, they stayed because they were very loyal and it was a very good environment. But you want people who want more because we all do better. So I hope that kind of answers your question. It does. Good. And like I said, that whole um, hiring process, it's a beast in itself. And there, there is, a, there is a, um, a method to the madness. And so the next question, that kind of leaded into the, or leads into the next question. And it said, if you already have a team, how do you get the team to see your vision? And how do you get them to implement it? So, so that's, that's a very good question. It's, it's a little bit tricky because on the one hand, you have a clear slate. And I say Williams, Dr. Williams. So it, it might be even a little bit easier for you to come up with your vision. You have it laid out. And then the people come in and they already know what the playing field is. But what happens if you're already in place and then you decide one day, you know, I want to do better. And I, I want, I, I have this now grand vision of what I want to do. But you've had team members with you who've been with you a while and they're kind of like, what? We're going to have to do what? And we're going to what course? Well, that's going to be too much. Or doc, that's probably not going to work because, you know, we've been doing it this way. And how are you going to get patients to now start paying us up front? Or, you know, and it would be easy as you uh, for the doctor to kind of kind of pull back if everybody else is not on board and say you know well they're up front and they're dealing with the you know the phones and the and kind of pull away from your new vision so you, you have to just kind of decide this is what it's going to be you want to encourage people you want to make it very clear i think being very specific enables the other people to see the vision and you lead by example, meaning like if you're there every morning on time or, or you're leading the, the morning meetings or, or you're doing the positive quotes. And I think that helps other people to see your excitement for what you're going to do, you know, for your new practice and your new vision and for your team. And I think it encourages them to get on board. Now, let's say, because this happens too, I think a lot of people are willing to get on board because I think most people want to do well. Most people want to do their jobs well. Most people want to be recognized. Uh, most team members want to be recognized for doing well. I think a lot of, a lot of times that the, the things that my team loved the most was, yes, the bonus system and things like that were good and you know, getting paid well is good. But I think more importantly than that is that they knew that they were needed. They felt appreciated and they knew that they were needed. And so a lot of times that goes a long way uh, too into getting people on board because you appreciate them and they feel that appreciation and they're, they're less apt to call in because they know they're needed. Like they, they know that, you know, she needs me there. I'm the only assistant, but she needs me there and they feel needed and they feel like appreciated. And a lot of times that goes even 
farther than, um, I see another hand, that goes even farther than, uh, than just uh, compensation. Yes. Um, are there some books to prom promote positivity and team building? to get them on the same page? Sure, sure, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and and there, there are books, and, and that's something that I, I, I totally recommend, is having a book club. Um, and a lot of these things will go into some of, of our other water coolers. Um, but we had a book club, and that was one of the things that, that we did monthly is we would read a, a new book, and we would in our office meetings, we would discuss the book and how we could use that in the practice and how we could use it in our lives. So some of our, our favorite reads were, uh, we called our office Bible was The Secret. Yes. Have, you ever, have you ever read The Secret? The Secret? No, that, that's a really good one to start at. So The Secret is, um, it's all about exactly what we're talking about, vision. Uh, manifest ma manifestation of your vision uh, and what you see for your future, whether it's your life. I mean, you have the ability to create whatever it is that you want. What got you here won't get you there. That was some of the books that we read or um, we did a right brain and a left brain book. And we did that because a lot of the patients come in and, and we as dentists and uh, people in dental practices tend to be more on the left brain. We're very scientific. We're very uh, uh, methodical and, you know, we're oftentimes introverts. So we read books on how to be creative because sometimes people come in and the patient is creative and, and you have to relate to them on their level to get them to your level to understand the dentistry that you're doing or understand that they're going to have to pay for those services. There's a whole system around getting people to appreciate your services and getting them to come in and pay for those services. So um, Secret, Who Moved My Cheese, which is a really good one to start with. The Little Red Book of Sales. Um, these were some of our beginning books. Because everything you do, believe it or not, is selling. Most dentists cringe when you say sell. But everything we do, we're selling ourselves. We're selling our, our vision to the patients. We're selling our vision to the team. We're selling ourselves to everybody that comes in through that door. A right, good book to read is 100 Things I Hate and Love About Dentistry. <laughs> <laughs> a Professional's Guide to Efficiency, Profitability, and Sanity. So that's one by me, and that's a little joke. But, but it really does handle all of these things that we're talking about, um, these things that happen um, in dentistry. So I, I, it's coming to, um, it's almost 9 o'clock, so I, uh, uh, I want to make sure that we, we've covered everything. But I, I want to just leave a, a few things with you. I want you to set your vision without limitation. And, and I'm working on that because I, I, you know, I've always had a vision and, and right now I'm transitioning as well. So this, this speaks to you, but it also speaks to me as well. Set your vision without limitation and make it as ideal as as crazy big as you can think and know that failure is not an option. And I say failure, but really you have to fail sometimes because it makes you bigger and better and greater. And it is a learning opportunity. So really, is it a failure? It's a learning opportunity. So to thine own self be true. That's one of my big ones. To thine own self be true. Your vision is yours. It is not what someone else thinks you should be doing. 
It is not somebody else's limitations or what you can do. It is not somebody telling you you can't put your practice there because that doesn't make sense because nobody's ever done it before. It is your vision and you can create it. God, the universe, whatever you call it, whatever your belief, gave it to you. And as such, you have the power to create it and realize it. Write it down. Create your vision board. I wish you could see it. Create your vision board. Put everything on that vision board. Um, we'll go into a little bit later in another water cooler goal setting. But those things will come to fruition. You just got to write it down. Look at it. Visit it on a regular basis. Use it as a roadmap. Post it where you can see it and control the limiting beliefs. We oftentimes talk to ourselves very negatively, like we'll be saying, oh, I can't really do that. Or if, if we talk to other people like we talk to ourselves, I don't, I don't think we would do that. So we, we have to, to, to release the self-limiting beliefs. You can create whatever it is that you want. Go where you're celebrated. Like I was saying, if those people around you can't really see it, maybe you need to not share those types of vision, your vision or those goals with the people who can't see it and surround yourself with other people that kind of have that same belief system like masterminds and groups like this where people are moving forward and, and they can see what it is or can help you to, to realize your vision. Surround yourself with like-minded individuals in essence. So you have the ability to create, um, to create anything it is that you, you, you wish to have, you can create it all. Please give us feedback on the water cooler that helps us. It helps me to develop content and material that can help you, you know, grow your practice or help you do better in your your, your personal life or your, your business life or whatever it is that you decide to do, you know, the, 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 the principles of running a good business are universal. So it doesn't mean, matter if you're a dentist or um, the principles are, are generally the same in running a good business or giving good customer service or doing a job well done or getting life balance. It, you know, good principles are the same. So if you could give us feedback, we've listed it in the chat box. You probably can see it for the uh, water cooler. Please give us feedback. That really helps us. Um, it really helps us. Just let us know what you think about the session. Um, uh, give us feedback and we can develop and improve for future sessions to come. And uh, the next session, this will be an ongoing series. Uh, like I said, I want to treat it like a coaching session. I don't just want to do some webinar or me talking. I want us to interact and do it exactly like I do with my coaching clients. Come on, get some information, learn from each other. So the next water cooler series will be, again, third Wednesday of the month. It's going to be March 20th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and the topic of the next one is practicing dentistry. So there's a lot behind that too. So practicing dentistry, we love it, we hate it, we love it. And there's, gotta, there's a way to practice it better. So that's what we're gonna be talking about on the next Water Cooler series. 
I'd like to thank Aqua Marketing one more time for inviting me to this platform. I am so excited to be on here. I feel like I am learning my purpose. We all have one. My purpose has always been to create beautiful smiles and beautiful teeth, and I love cosmetic dentistry, but I feel like I am finding my purpose, and that is to help dentists to have more efficiency, more profitability, and a better quality of life. And it's not just dentists. It's whomever who wants something bigger and better and know you know you have a bigger calling on your life. I feel like I was put here to help you realize that. I have a knack for seeing other people's superpower. So I can see what their superpower is and I am finding that purpose. So I think Equal Marketing, they are the leaders in digital marketing for dentists for sponsoring this water cooler session. Uh, once again, um, if you have other friends that are dentists or practice owners or they just want to do something uh, else because we'll be doing all kind of life tips on here as well. Please invite them to join us on the next uh, water cooler series. Uh, the link will be, um, it should be on my Facebook page, which is basically uh, my name, Dr. Evelyn Teague Samuel or Evelyn uh, Teague Samuel. Uh, and just invite them to come on with us and join in the conversation. The more the merrier, the more people that are on, the more we can learn from each other because we all have unique experiences and a lot of times we're going through the same things. We're not alone. So if there are any more quick questions, I can um, open the floor to answer that now. If not, um, thank you for joining. Um, we'll see you next month uh, for the Water Cooler Practicing Dentistry, March 20th, Wednesday, March 20th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Thank you, Aqua Marketing. Thank you all for joining. All right. Thank you all for joining. It's been a pleasure. I will see you next time. Take care.